Hi, everyone, and welcome back to RPG R&D. I am one of your co-hosts, Jess Geyer. I'm one half of one of the games, and I make tabletop role-playing games. And I'm here with my co-host, Craig Campbell. Hi, Craig. Hi, Jess. Yes, I'm Craig Campbell. I am half. I'm not half. Ah, I'm, I'm both halves of Nerdburger Games, um, and I make uh, role-playing games as well. And uh, today, as Jess was saying before we started talking here for you, this is going to be a very special episode Ooh. of uh, RPG R&D, which is to say we're not going to use the same, the normal format. We're going to kind of just let it flow, free-flowing where we're going to go with it, because uh, Jess and I both just got back from Gen Con. Yeah. Um, the first uh, uh, Gen Con that I've been to since 2019. Um, I didn't go last year. And uh, I've only started going to cons again this year, period. And this is the first time back at like a really big con. And I thought, you know, we, we, we talked and we we're like, hey, let's we should do like a cool down wrap up. Just talk about like what was up with the con. Um, we can take it from the, the GMing and the designer slash publisher um, point of view um, and kind of a little bit from the just general attendee point of view as well, like we normally do. But uh, we'll just you know, not stick to the structure that we nor normally have. Uh, no to, segues. No segues. Well, there might be. There might be. <laughs> but there, no required segues. But right. we have with us a guest as always. And this time it's Bob. This is Bob. Hello, everyone. First time <laughs> podcast attendee. Wow. First time podcast attendee. And as I hear, also first time Gen Con. Yes, first time Gen Con. This was our first for 2022. It was so exciting, thrilling. I <laughs> couldn't have had a better time, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very interested in hearing about your experiences uh, at Gen Con because it, you, it's your first time ever going mm -hmm. and your first time ever GMing at Gen Con. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was crazy because I've been to one other physical con, a uh, local con here in Dane, Ohio. So going to Gen Con with 50,000 plus people, however, whatever the number of people was on the attendees list was insane. You know, I'm, a, I'm a sports fan, so I kind of related a little bit to going to a stadium to go watch a football game. It was that level of energy. It was that level of people and shoulder bumping and that sort of thing but it, it was a pleasant time and very intimidating for a first time gm but in the same sense of excitement not necessarily oh i'm terrified to go run this game here it was an awesome experience very exciting i had a really good time with all the tables that i was able to gm for Gosh, there's so much I could talk about. Where do we even start with <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> Actually, I, I know where to start. How did Craig rope you into this? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had to get a really long rope. I am <laughs> very tall, as uh, Craig was able to see firsthand experience. Yeah, Bob's 6'7", Jess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in Dayton, you know, home of home of air travel, you probably have to wear a little light on the top of your head. I'll stop. I'll, I'm really short. <laughs> I won't keep making those jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. I, I get it. Um, you know, I definitely have to be cautious of my head and hitting things and walk it. I always duck through doorways, even if I know for sure I'm going to clear it. I just instinctively duck just to make sure that there's nothing that's going to hit my head. I, I can understand that as, as, a, as a real world architect. Six foot eight is a very common door height. Oh, wow. So that has to feel very 
you know, like in resident residential in particular. Yeah, that can be very like, whoa, the door, the top of the door is like right there. Yeah, I, I think probably having that height gives you an advantage at Gen Con because mm-hmm. you can see over everybody's heads. For me, I'm at backpack slap height. So the <laughs> amount of backpacks I've been hit in the face with is too many. Way too many. Yeah, I get hit with a... Uh, uh... Props, I guess. I got hit by a wing. I got hit by horns coming off of a helmet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was just one con, too. So I, I, I feel you on that. It's dangerous for everybody. <laughs> it's just dangerous for everybody. <laughs> but to answer the question of being roped in, I don't think I had to be roped in, really. Um, I have been running Craig's Games for a little bit. You ran at that local con in, in Dayton. Uh, that was the first time I ran it at a, a in-person convention. But he he wanted me to run a game that I really liked of his good, strong hands two time. And he nominated this year, by the way, I'm sure everybody knows that, but I like to brag a little bit too, that I got to run that at Gen Con uh, where the Ennies were hosted and ran. So that was kind of all the convincing I really needed was, Hey, I, I need you to run good, strong hands and kind of went from there. You know, I'm very free, free flowing. I like to, you know, go with the flow and go what's best with what people need me to do. And that's really the the way I started. That was that conversation starter. Had you run games before it, like the other convention you went to? or mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran Good Strong Hands there and then uh, Capers as well. I ran at, at that local con. Oh, no, sorry, not Capers. Die Laughing, I should say. Both, I, in my opinion, are very great con games. They're very low maintenance. They don't have a lot of moving parts to them easy to pick up, easy to learn um, and teach. So, you know, that was kind of another helpful thing for me. I wasn't running a very complex game and I was comfortable with it already have run it in the past. And had already done a convention game. So what, what would you say is like the biggest difference between running a game at a smaller convention compared to your first Gen Con? Oh man. Um, You know, the, Obviously, the table size really doesn't change um, because you're running for your table. So I think it was really just the environment, uh, the difference between where the table was located and the noises, the people. I really liked the setup of Gen Con, at least in the game room that we were at, the IGDN game room. It was kind of sectioned off, so really only tabletop RPGs were running in there. And there were times where the room was full, so you had a lot of noise going on in the background that you kind of had to drone out and uh, just continue play at your table in your environment. I think that'd really be the biggest difference is just the environment that it was at. You know, everybody that I knew were strangers. I didn't have anybody that I knew in both cases. And I think that's the the beauty of it you get to meet new people that are complete strangers and at the end you get to tell a a great story together at a a table and just have fun playing a game yeah I love I love that about running games at Gen Con it's like one of my favorite it's my it is my favorite thing to do at a convention is to just be a GM I only got to run one game though this year Mm. (laughs) Uh, I was in the booth I was at the IGDM booth for 16 hours during the week uh, and then ran a one four-hour game and I ran for the first time um, in a in a while because I've been, gosh, I didn't run anything last year. Or maybe I did run one thing. I don't know. I Because of the scheduling stuff, I was only there for Friday, Saturday. But I usually run either my own something that I made either for 
my game or for someone else's game that I've like published an adventure with, like that had been my experience. This time I was running something, a completely new system, a completely new module. And it, I felt like the first time jitters again, I didn't, I felt like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I have, I have no clue. They're going to hate it. And I, it's someone else's game. I'm going to represent it totally badly. So I was like up, up the, cause I ran it on Thursday. I was up in my hotel room on Wednesday, like trying to just cram like in a study session, like make sure I have everything ready. It was fine. It, like all, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. They were into it and I sold two copies of the game for them. That was awesome. <laughs> That's go. that's kind of some of what I've experienced when I've GM'd at um, at Gen Con because I've done it a few times in a def- in, in a number of different ways. Sometimes with my own stuff. Uh, years ago, I I did like a whole bunch of D and D stuff, and there like the the thing that I've noticed GMing at a really big convention, um, Gen Con in particular, is that there there's like you said, Bob, there's an energy to the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like the people that are at Gen Con, these are the serious gamers. These are the people that are going to come and spend a thousand bucks plus. And I've always like in my head, I'm always kind of like these people, you know, some of these people aren't, this is their convention. Like this is the only one they go to because it's expensive and maybe they live in the middle of nowhere. And so they like the yearly, they come and they do this thing. And so I always feel like a little more pressure there than I do at smaller cons, because I feel like they paid a few bucks for this slot. It's only, it's a portion of their big convention that they're spending all this time and money and effort on like really bring it home yeah and not an insignificant portion because those game slots are like like a four four hours hours. like that's a that's a big chunk of somebody's day um so i've always felt like there's a little bit more pressure for those whereas at like a smaller con it's like bob you made the comment of like you complete nothing but strangers right well if you're at a smaller local con you're kind of like oh like you might end up with people at the table that you know or that you've at least seen around or maybe you like you kind of have a, you've seen them enough that you get like, oh, a sense of like, oh, that person seemed cool. They were hanging around over here and they were laughing and they were, you know, like you just have a different feel for the whole thing. Whereas mm-hmm. like it's a Gen Con, it's, it's like, it's going to be people you have never seen before. You will likely never see again. <laughs> and, uh, and there's that energy to it. And also it's really spread out. So I've, I've always made sure to do my best to end a little earlier than I normally would <laughs> because yeah. people at Gen Con sometimes have to go from, Oh, I don't know where the IGDN room was at the very corner of, of the dealer of, of the uh, Indiana convention center farthest away from the dealer hall. And they want to get to the dealer hall or heaven forbid to the stadium. I was about to yeah. say that's a, that was my exact spot, situation. It's just I... like six blocks away long blocks yeah, <laughs> to give them the time to get to that kind of stuff. So it's, it's pretty wild. Um, and you get stuck inside the, so you, you have the choice of like, you're going to go outside and, and suffer the heat. <laughs> and Indiana was in the middle of a heat wave when we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to be inside and it's going to be cooler, but you're going to be bumping into everybody and, you know, like trying to get through packed corridors and stuff. So. Yeah. I was staying at the Marriott, which is behind the JW Marriott. Cause there is a, 10 million Marriott's. <laughs> I don't know why, but there, there are. are the Spring Hill. That's where we are. Cause there's also the other Marriott that's connected to the spring. It doesn't there's, matter. There's, there's three hotels okay. that are all kind of jammed together. Yeah. There and then block. there's another one around there's the corner. Marriott, the Marriott downtown that's right across the yeah. street. So it took me <laughs> what would normally be a very quick little walk, maybe 10 minutes. But when you're trying to get to the exhibitors hall right before the doors open, it, definitely triples your time. I learned that uh, a half hour 
is about how much time I needed to, to cordon off to get there. If I was going at, I already forget when the hall opened, all of this information has been gone from my mind. The hall opened at 10. Yeah. But there was one, the, the one time I had planned, I was like, oh, we're going to get there 10 minutes before the doors open. Very good <laughs> for me as somebody who wakes up late and, um, uh, has a hard time with time management and that was the day they decided to open the hall 10 minutes early oh. <laughs> I, heard no. people, I heard people making a big thing out about that uh, uh, i didn't particularly care because i was at my table right but i i remember a few people like what are they doing <laughs> what are they doing We're not yeah. yeah i heard them starting to because they do this chant like hey they say some things and people cheer and all of that at the front doors and i heard that going on i was like like put my button gear like i gotta get in there <laughs> and then they wouldn't let me in the one the wonder they're like your door is on the you're other an side exhibitor. you have to go in go a special entrance but why the door's right there and you're already trying to open it up for these people like like it's black friday and i'm trying to escape and I've got uh, the special badge with the blue and it says exhibitor. Let me in. Yeah, I liked I liked that they had the special badges this year. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't see if GMs had a special badge, but I enjoyed having the special badge. Bob, did, did your did your badge say GM on it? it? It did say Game Master, but it didn't have any special border or color or anything like that. Okay. Um, it still says four day, but next year ID it had Game Master. I got it right here. Right on my desk. <laughs> I, I I liked it because then you could very easily see everybody else who's an exhibitor, which is really nice for like networking and like talking mm-hmm. about what people were selling and what they were running. Every time I see GMs and I see like, okay, who are you with? Yeah, and little right. little font so tiny. And if somebody without that didn't have a blue border on their badge was in there during uh, you know before the hall opened, then you could stick security on them. Go get them. <laughs> you could do your duty if you see something, say something. <laughs> not that i ever did that I no, no. <laughs> they're they were probably helping sometimes somebody there out. are yeah there's sometimes there are helpers <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot of fun i think this year it kind of felt i was there last year like i said for friday saturday and it felt very empty it felt very i mean it was still very closed not a lot of people there sales were also like kind of down but this year felt a little bit more like a, a regular Gen Con, felt like a more regular Gen Con with masks. And I mean, that wasn't too hard to GM with a mask on or anything like that. I've been teaching with a mask on for a whole year. It's been fine. But I liked that it felt more peppy. I was kind of worried. Honestly, I was kind of worried that people would stop going to conventions just in general, like oh, the excitement has died out. They found other things to occupy their time. They don't want to do it anymore. But I don't think that that was reasonable, a reasonable worry at all. I think a lot of people found the hobby over the pandemic and were very excited to go. And maybe a lot of people, I've heard, I talked to a lot of people, it was their first time going to a convention at all, going to Gen Con. They were very excited to come and see everything. And uh, I, I, liked, I liked that vibe. It was a good vibe, very good vibes in the building. I could say that's kind of me. I started really getting into tabletop RPGs and just generally board games and other types of games in 2020. I had played board games and Dungeons and Dragons before that uh, with a small group of local friends, but that was really my only exposure. I never thought about going to conventions. I never really had anything other than that little hobby with that little group. And this is going to sound a little bit corny, but my first 
convention was technically Nerdburger Online 2020. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so playing other games and other systems that weren't necessarily D&D, just seeing how much is out there and how much fun you can have yeah. in a very short amount of time with a very simple game. Because it took, it took uh, my wife, Emma, and I probably two years to get into the groove of learning Dungeons and Dragons and sometimes board games too. You have to play them once or twice or a few times to kind of get in the groove of the rules. But everything that I played at Nerdburger Online just really opened my eyes like, wow, you can really just sit down for, you know, 30 minutes and you can have a lot of fun with with a game and learn how to play it and just continue to want to make those experiences and those stories later down the road. So that really sparked my interest in this hobby, in this this realm. And I was very excited to be able to go to Gen Con to see how the, how the how the pro gamers, as I call them <laughs> the earlier, games. how the pro gamers really, really do it. Because I'm a small fish in a really big pond of lots of people in the 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 realm. So it was kind of cool to be able to see it firsthand in person, maybe from a little bit of a different vantage point because I'm so tall. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to play anything else? Did you get I, to? Yeah, we got to play quite a few board games. I got to play Avatar Legends, the new Avatar Last Airbender RPG, and mostly just walked around a lot, but ran 12 hours of games for uh, Good Strong Hands and was usually doing something else outside of that, <laughs> whether it was walking around or playing a board game here and there. So I did get to play quite a few as well. Yeah, that's good. Did you go to the Ennies? I did not go to the Ennies. I think actually I might have been running about when they were starting. I think that, I don't. I can't remember when they kind of like you, Jess. I <laughs> time time yeah. time has eluded me. I don't know when I did things <laughs> or what. I had to have it all on my calendar, and my calendar had to have reminders, and calendar had to have where I was going and the path that I needed to take. <laughs> all that's completely gone at this point. But no, I did not unfortunately get to go to the Ennies. But I think that might be something that I do in the future. Um, seems like it's a very I, I haven't been so maybe we talk about that how how are the ennies what's the the vibe in there last year it was it was kind of ridiculous so I I had like one of the worst days of my life like going to Gen Con that day like that Friday that I went Friday yeah was a bad day <laughs> and I arrived right like a half hour like into the ennies maybe like 15 minutes and the first time I had ever been to the any awards was in 2017 and it was in the ballroom that they held it in this year they had that bar there they had cool cocktails that were based on the games that was really fun it was like this whole event the mood was light there were a lot of people there and then last year it was in a tiny little like hotel room conference room where the train <laughs> was rolling over every once in a while and they were also trying to live stream it of course because <laughs> most people were home uh this year they were back in the ballroom it was nice there were way more people they had some technical difficulties i hear but yeah. it just felt they, more they ironed it out yeah they ended up ironing it out uh, and it was really fun to be there and support a lot of people that i know some of my friends like craig who were any nominated and like to see them and cheer for them and uh, get to see all of the, you know, the types of games that are getting lauded. And I think that that it, it's, it's just really cool to, to kind of be in the room 
at an award ceremony in general, when you know the people who are being <laughs> celebrated and when you know the people, like the products that are being celebrated. Uh, back in 2017, I didn't know anybody. Um, and this year I was like, oh, I know them. I know them. I know them. I know them. And oh, I met them. <laughs> I met them at this con like yesterday. Amazing. And uh, I, I liked that a lot. So it, it just felt, I don't know, happy. It was a happy time. <laughs> it was, it was a happy, fun time. And afterwards I got to talk to a lot of people and then all went out and then I, what did I do that night? Oh, uh, I played uh, little, little mini games with, with Alex, my husband and my friend, Benny, who was there for the first time helping out with the booth as well. And then uh, another person from Chicago. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Craig, how was it as a nominee? I lost twice <laughs> within five minutes, uh. <laughs> but that's okay because um, I had a really good time. I ended up, I was like, when, when it, when, when the nominations happened and I was like, holy crap. Um, and then shortly after that, they, they made the announcement that they do this dream date thing where they like auction tables up at the front to people to, to bid on. And the money that they raise for that goes to help pay for the Ennies. And I thought, why not? And I threw my name in to be a dream date. And I was a dream date. And so me and Chris and Shireen, two of the other people that came along on the Z team, um, sat up there in the front um, at a table with our with my winner, with my dream date, um, who got a bunch of swag. And we hung out and, you know, beforehand watched the uh, the Ennies and everything. Um, it was it was uh, that whole evening was really surreal because that's the first time I'd ever been to the Ennies at all. Oh, wow. um, I got nominated for a free product a few years ago and I didn't go because I was like, there's <laughs> no way I'm winning. Um, but this year I made an effort at actually trying to see if I could get votes. And I was like, oh, I'll just go. And then I did the dream date thing. But um, it was very bizarre to like, you know, the screen comes up and they they show not only do they announce like the the, the nominees, but they put your book cover up there. Great, you know, mm. huge, you know, it's like six feet tall eight feet tall. And I'm like, oh, well, if nothing else, there's a whole room full of people here who are going to see that gorgeous book cover right. um, and maybe come looking yeah. for it. So like, that was pretty cool. And it was, you know, twice within like five or 10 minutes, because the two categories were like, there was one category between them in the mm -hmm. order of the, of the awards. And it was a great time. We had a really good time. Like Jess said, there was a little bit of technical difficulty with playing some of the videos for the for the winners who couldn't be there because they had pre-recorded videos. But then when we got to the intermission, they hammered out everything and they just started playing all of the all the winners there, mm -hmm. all the, all those videos. So the intermission ended up being longer. <laughs> yeah. What 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 was looking like it was going to be a shorter any ceremony because they couldn't play the videos suddenly became a longer one because they 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 stretched out the intermission. But um, yeah, it was a good time. And then. The strangest thing that happened to me the entire time I was at Gen Con this year happened oh my gosh. leaving the Ennies. And both of you know about this, but I'm going to tell the podcast listeners. So Shireen, Chris, and I are leaving and we're getting a lift, you know, ride chair to come. And Shireen uses a mobility scooter. So we had to take that apart and put it in the trunk. Uh, driver gets there and we're putting it in the trunk and we're having a tough time because the trunk was a little on the small side. And we don't want to like bang up the scooter and we don't want to bang up this driver's trunk or any of the stuff that he had in the trunk. So we move stuff around and we're trying to get it arranged. We're having a rough time with it. And out of nowhere, a, a tall, fairly well-built guy walks up and says, let me give you a hand with that. I'm very strong. Those were his words. <laughs> I did not hear all the words. I asked Shireen later to get the exact words, but that is what he said. 
And so he starts helping and the driver comes back and they're working on it. And I'm about halfway through this. I realize who I'm looking at, who this stranger was, who this good Samaritan was. And it's Matthew freaking Lillard. It's Scooby <laughs> uh, or, or Shaggy from, from the Scooby-Doo movies. It's Stu from Scream. You know, like it's, it's <laughs> serial killer from Hackers. Um, and it just, it, I'm like, okay, so this is happening. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is helping my friend Shireen get her scooter squared away. And so I, I real quick ask if I can get a photo of him with her. And, uh, and he obliges, he was very kind. He just goes over there, he smiles and she throws the thumbs up and takes a photo and we go and we start heading back, you know, just let him, you know, just like let him go on his way. And I heard somebody remarking on the, on the street as we were getting into the car, Hey Matt, somebody's kitten is up a tree (laughs) or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) And so we start, we, we start driving away and, and we're like, wow, that was weird. And Shireen's like, yeah, that was bizarre. And and it occurred to me and Chris, like a block away, that Shireen didn't realize who it was. (laughs) And so we tell her, Shireen, that was Matthew Lillard. And she goes, no. Mm. I was like, yes. And I sent her the photo and she just flipped out. That's so Um, funny. Good thing you got the photo. (laughs) It was dark. It was dark. And, you know, it was all very quick. Um, We didn't, we didn't like take up the guy's time. Um, it was just really weird. It was so bizarre. And so that's all we talked about <laughs> all the way that's back so to funny. the Airbnb where we were all staying. I love that someone drew a comic of this scenario. Cartoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shireen you, is so funny. <laughs> if you look so at good. it's her profile pic on Twitter. Now. Yeah. <laughs> if you find um, at Mad Fishmonger on Twitter, if you look for my Twitter feed, um, go back to Gen Con mm-hmm. that Friday night, Saturday, it's on there. Somebody took like they took the photo and they cartoonified it. Somebody, mm-hmm. one of her friends like did a cartoon of it with him all pumped. He's like flexing <laughs> and Shireen looking all, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And, and yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty spectacular. Um, and I would not have had that experience if I had not been nominated for an any, because I wouldn't have gone if I hadn't been nominated. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you would have never met Shaggy and you would have never uh eventually become i don't know a villain in the next scooby-doo movie i don't know i don't know not saying it can't happen <laughs> well now well, you're, I mean, you're also the only guy one. still i could be in the cartoon too because the guy voices shaggy still in cartoons yeah, yeah. voicing shaggy for years but i tried very hard i i I tweeted at him and and tagged him in and tried to get him to swing by to, I was going to give him a copy of good, strong hands for coming along and using his good, strong hands to <laughs> put the scooter in the back of the trunk, but he never got in touch with me. So, <laughs> but I give it a shot, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And from this point forward, Matthew Lillard will never be known as Matthew Lillard with me. It will be Matthew. I am very strong. Lillard. <laughs> that is how I will. That is what I will call him <laughs> from now on. I am very strong. I like that a lot. I I love all like the weird little, the Gen Con things that you get to do or experience. Uh, People are so fun just in general. I saw someone cosplaying as uh, George R. R. Martin and I yelled at him to finish the book. And he just looked at me and he said, I'm busy. (laughs) I was there for that. I was there for that. Yeah, you were. I was busy. I got things to do. And he just walked away. Yeah, it was was so funny. Wonderful. Just awesome. I got into an (laughs) elevator that was pretty crowded. Um, It can be hard at your hotel to get the elevator. Um, Mm -hmm. And everyone was standing with their back facing me in the elevator. 
And I just got right on in and we all rode the elevator facing the other way. That was really fun. Uh, <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> it, it was very weird. I just didn't question it. I just got in. Just went breaking in Rome. social norms. Yeah, went in Rome. Aren't but we yeah. all supposed to evenly spread ourselves out and face the numbers so we can see when the, you know, we're, no, we're all going to pack in real tight and face the back. We all knew we were going to the lobby. <laughs> sure. We all knew that. Just, but, just to give the people on in the lobby who are waiting for the elevator, they like, what? Uh, why are they facing away? <laughs> just the confusion factor. But then you don't get to see the confusion. You can just assume it's there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that they were a little disappointed that I didn't say anything. But you know. <laughs> Bob, did you the have doors any... open? And Jess is like, what the hell is this crap? Uh. <laughs> no, I was just like, I need the elevator. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me get in. Uh, I was texting at the time uh, or tweeting, whatever I was doing, involved my phone. Bob, <laughs> did you have any strange Gen Con experiences? I don't think I had any strange ones. I think I was just so busy doing lots of things that I really didn't have much going on. I tried to stop by lots of different booths of people that I have either seen online or um, have conversed with online, got to um meet peter from imagining games for the first time i've you know seen the name and seen the discord picture for a while but never really got to talk or really meet peter in person so that was kind of cool that being that being pete petrusha who yes. is mm -hmm. perhaps one of the most um exuberant people mm -hmm. that i've ever known like he's super super positive i yeah. love being around pete because he's like a pick Happy. me up Peppy. Peppy. He's, He's Peppy so P. Peppy. Petrusha. We should call him that. Peppy P. Petrusha. <laughs> there you go. Put it, yeah. put it in. Put in the request. <laughs> but it was just cool to see, like, you know, on like the board game side, too. Like, well, I was like, oh, wow, we have, you know, this, this, and that game from that publisher. And oh, we, we've been wanting to get this game. So just, I guess my experience was really just walking around the hall and really getting to experience just how big this hobby is in a one physical location. That's really my experience yeah. is just that's that's uh, something, isn't it? It, it is I remember, something. Yeah. The first time I went to Gen Con when it was, you know, still in Milwaukee and wasn't anywhere near the size of this, it felt big. Mm -hmm. And for people going the first time in the last, you know, this year or in 2019 or, the, you know, the, the last few years before that, when it was kind of at its biggest, um, it's got to be pretty overwhelming if you're not prepared. Like even if you're big on social media and you're following a lot of RPG people and you're seeing all these games talked about and you're one of those people that's like up to speed on the newest Kickstarter and the releases from this company and that company and you know you don't know just like Wizards and Paizo and like Chaosium and like seven or eight other companies you know like all these kind of mid-range companies that are doing really well in their kind of in their bracket and they're they're up and coming and then you know some of these small companies that are making waves in different ways um and then you get there and you're like oh I had no idea like yeah. what I thought was a lot is a small portion of this pond because there's so much you don't get that at at you know if you go to a fandom convention or or uh, like dragon con which is kind of a convention of everything here in atlanta there's like a little bit of everything there's a there's a fair amount of games being run but if you walk through the vendor hall it, it doesn't make you think about the fact that rpgs and and board games and card games are in, in particular board games yeah. <laughs> so let's be honest um, are the juggernauts and, 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 and as widespread and as varied as they actually are because, um, you know, 
the algorithm only gives you so much on social media. You go to the Gen Con convention hall and the algorithm is turned off. Like everything's there. No filter. There's so much of it that's there that you may not have ever seen before. Everybody, every, every flavor of nerd (laughs) you could think of. Uh, I mean, I guess video games are like super well represented, but there yeah. is still some. <laughs> There's some. I played a augmented reality board game. They had one demoing and testing what? it. That sounds really yeah. cool. You take your phone and the it's like a mystery s game where you take your phone and on your phone you can see on the board where different monsters are in different rooms of the board and you have to remember where those monsters are on the board and collect items to eradicate them and you get points for eradicating them (laughs) and whoever gets three ghosts or creatures eradicated first is the winner but it's kind of like uh what's the memory one where you have to remember where things are i can't think of the name off the top of my head but it was a mix of that with technology that concent- concentration Is that maybe the, the, the matching game yeah the, yeah the matching game that's whatever. that's a memory game right that's got to remember yep. where the duck remember where the two duckies are mm-hmm. so that you exactly. can match the two duckies <laughs> but this time now you have to remember where the ghost and the yeah. uh stabby sally is and the other <laughs> creatures it, it was so cool because you don't like obviously we're in a very technologically um, advanced world now. So being able to see board games, which are traditionally cardboard and meeples on a table and incorporating your phone and incorporating other different technologies into that realm. That was really cool to see that that's becoming a little bit more popular. Yeah, I love I love seeing all the innovation that people are doing and I didn't get a big chance to walk around the dealer's hall. Uh, I didn't really like try out any games because I really just I was busy and by the time I was done with my shift in the booth I wanted to eat some food yeah. <laughs> uh, or sit down and uh, but I, I checked out the stuff that I like had in mind and bought a couple of games that I had had in mind but a, a lot of a lot of my time was spent like just going from one place to another and I kind of wish I had I had gone out and and seen some more stuff like you did what did you end up what's your gen con hall hashtag gen con hall bob (laughs) too much (laughs) gosh we lots of board games mostly board games Uh, we didn't really pick up too many other things um emma got a couple solo uh games uh, even one for uh, the the tavern one from um why can i not think of his name from igdn uh from yeah, yeah, the broken cask from Shoreless yeah. Skies. There you go. Uh, picked up that, and then picked up a couple other ones from a couple other booths, but mostly just board games. Uh, things that either have been on our list for a while, and we just wanted to pick up games that we played there. Uh, we picked up a few games that we were able to to play there. Star Wars Villainous debuted at Gen Con, so of course we had to pick that up, being big Star Wars nerds that we are. (laughs) Our dogs are named uh, Obi and Leia, and our cat's named Binks, so we're a little bit in that fandom. Just a little bit, yeah. Also, also they have incredibly adorable matching C-3PO and R2-D2 tattoos. Oh my gosh! Which one of you is C-3PO? Of course I'm (laughs) (laughs) C-3PO. Listeners can't see it, but the zoom video can <laughs> that's adorable i love that 
<laughs> so you're you're neurotic and she swears a lot is that mm-hmm. how that yeah, works oh, okay very, very sassy and <laughs> the height too you know the height kind of works out a little bit i'm a whole foot taller than she is so you know <laughs> i was laser focused on like two things all of gen con um and didn't even kind of realize that i was until it was all over and i was like oh look at all the things i didn't do um i was at the I had a table, a dedicated table at the IGDN booth. And for the record, everybody, we talk about it occasionally. The IGDN is the Indie Game Developer Network trade organization of independent designers and publishers that kind of help each other by getting, you know, help help get each other's games made. And one of the things we do is buy into booths together, particularly at big cons like Gen Con, where none of us could easily, in, uh, you know, afford Right. A, a booth space there. So we all throw in and get space. Um, but I had a dedicated table there. I was at that like the entire time, minus a couple of like an hour a day when Emma, Bob's wife, um, came and gave me a break. Oh, <laughs> during which time I often ended up being right there anyway, because I was meeting with somebody yeah. and that was the easiest <laughs> place to find me. Um, and then I would have some, you know, have a snack and and be bad at, back at it. And then like the rest of the time I was there, I was kind of focused on making sure that this team of people that took the chance to come along with me were having a good experience. So mm-hmm. I want to throw this out there for anybody who's kind of in the position I am or might be someday. This worked out. I think it worked out fairly well. Um, it seems like everybody had a good time. Everybody, we had like just a couple of minor bumps at the Airbnb. Basically, all of us got an Airbnb together. And uh, the people who were GMing got badges for, you know, the hours that they were GMing. So they got free badges out of it. I helped to cover more of the the room, you know, the, the, the accommodation. So people didn't have to pay as much for that sort of thing. So it made everything a little easy, easier to stomach <laughs> for, remember, that $1,000 plus um, that you can spend if you, like, stay at a hotel right next door and all that. And we, we were at an Airbnb, so we got groceries and we all had breakfast together in the morning so we didn't so we spent you know the group of us on groceries spent less than it would have for four days than it would have taken all of us to go and have breakfast at a restaurant one time just for the sake of putting a little bit of time into actually doing it of the six people that that were there with me five of them were jamming and then bob's wife emma um who knows my games but isn't uh isn't on board with the GMing thing yet. Yes. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't take long. It's a slippery slope. She You're going to was... be making games before long. <laughs> she, was, she was support. So we worked out a whole thing where she would give me a break during the day and then she made breakfast for everybody in the morning rather than spending the time running games. And then she had like the rest of the convention to go do whatever she was going to do. Um, and it worked out really well. Um, so I think that's, that's a plan again sometime for next year. So, uh, you know, those hotels right across the street can get super duper pricey. And the Airbnb was nice for the sake of the fact that we could do breakfast. Um, we could keep snorers in their own rooms um, and we could uh, have a living room, you know, to to, to hang around in Chill. rather than trying to be comfortable sitting on beds in that one chair that you get in the hotel room mm-hmm. or sitting in the lobby um, in the middle of everybody to just find a comfortable seating. So that worked out really well. I think these these cons, they work the best when you do have a group of people or like you you have some people that you can spend time with because the whole point of a convention is, as the Latin roots in the word are, to come together. Uh, <laughs> and you want to, you want, it is a social event in, in many, many ways. So when I ran games for 
uh, for Fearlight games or when I ran games with uh, the Reliquary Game Studios people, they always went out of their way to make me feel really welcome. And that all that did was encourage me to keep coming back and do more and 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 play games and plus after everything is over and the dealer hall is closed and everyone's done with their games a lot of times you want to go and keep playing games you want to play the game that you just bought you want to talk about the game you just played and having people to do that with I think uh is is very good it's something you should try to plan for if you come to a convention uh I like I said I spent most of my time helping run the booth and then like a, an equal amount of time doing networking meetings <laughs> because it was the first time uh since making wannabe games where i was at a convention the entire time being a business person and it was weird and <laughs> yeah that was that was my case this year this is the first time going to gen con actually to any convention where this was a business trip for me this time. There was, yeah. it was, I mean, I had fun, don't get me wrong. And the people that I hung out with uh, and, and, and roomed with and everything, we had a great time, but like I was approaching it as a, as a business trip this time around. I think for me, um, apart from all that, apart from the obvious benefits of doing all of that, uh, I always leave a convention with a bajillion ideas mm-hmm. to want to do. So now I have all these, like I have to finish putting final layout stuff together for the means of magic and so i can have the digital release ready on the deadline that i have the digital release ready for very excited (laughs) but uh i also have all these other game ideas now i want to do and all these collaborations that i was talking about with other people and now i have to actually follow up on all that seems seems unfair but (laughs) I will. And I, I'm really stoked to um, maybe plan out my Gen Con a little bit better next year uh, when we were trying to get stuff like when deadlines and things were passing for for Gen Con. Uh, I was either in the middle of getting married or in the middle of going on a honeymoon or in the middle of doing very important uh, international baccalaureate work for my school. So <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that was just last minute for me at the convention uh but learning learning more from the business side was was really interesting and now i now i know why some of my colleagues have been so frazzled <laughs> during their convention <laughs> time <laughs> so yeah. this look of fright in their faces and anxiety I, I understand now i get it but i think i think behind behind all that is always that it is incredibly incredibly fun it's disney world for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I had the a similar experience with it being like a full business trip this time where I came out of it like I had a great deal of fun but I was also very nervous and 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 kind of like jacked up about stuff. Mm-hmm. And had other had some things happen that have never really happened before too. Um, outside of Matthew, I am very strong Lillard stopping by, which is to say like having that dedicated table and and RPGs right there, like I had multiple people that just like cold pitched me like came up and was like wow. I'm, I, I I brought my art you know I brought a portfolio I, I'm an artist I'd like to show you what I what I, what I can do and if there's anything you know you think you can use me for and you know sat down and like had a honest to goodness conversation about someone's art with them and looked through stuff and talked about what kinds of things they like to draw and 
what kind of games they might want to get involved in and so forth and collected business cards and made sure to get website port, you know, portfolio addresses and all that sort of thing. Like that has never happened to me before. That's so fun. There's a, so there's, cool. there's a weird legitimacy in that, that it's like, it's, it legitimizes like everything I've been doing. There's like, Oh, people are coming here looking to me. Like they see me and they go, Oh, that, that, that cat's like got it together. They're, they're real. They got something going on. Like I should, I should check in with them. Also, there's a guy and I didn't get a picture because I didn't take nearly enough pictures while I was there. Same. There was a guy, I was terrible at it. There was a guy who stopped by on, a, on multiple occasions, just it seems to tell me initially telling me that he's backed a whole bunch of my stuff. He had nothing to buy from me because he's, he's already bought it. Sorry, got it. And stopped by or, or walked by and made a point of just trying to pump me up. Like just telling me how like how cool my games were. Uh -huh. He thought I was a cool person, and like that feels really good, y'all. <laughs> that feels really, really good. <laughs> a complete stranger just takes the time. Like when the, like the second day when he walked by and did that, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm gonna be good for the next couple hours just because of you, my friend. Like I've said on the podcast before, you will ride on that high for several years at least, possibly oh, yeah. for the rest of your life. Like there are. I made a point to go out of my way to, to tell people when they were getting praised for their games in the booth, like uh, Sisyphus Corp, which is a board game that we were selling at the IGDM booth. We had two copies left and independently, these two strangers who did not know each other uh, came up because they had both been looking for this board game and they both managed to snag the last two copies until we went back and got more from the, from the storage unit. Uh, and then we're having a whole conversation about how, how they might backstab each other and burn the other person's game because that's what the game is about. Uh, <laughs> so I made, I made sure to go out of my way to tell uh, one man about that because if I were in, in one man's place, I would want to be notified that I had fans that were super excited about my game because it makes you feel so good. It's I, I'm glad that uh, you had people pumping you up. And I know that you had like, oh, like there were people who were coming to look at your games and and like talking about how cool they were. And every time I would check out like a capers bundle, they were like, oh, this looks really cool. I'm really excited to go play this. So there's like a lot, a lot of just good, good vibes <laughs> going on. And Bob, like I was not joking when I said, you know, just wait in a couple of years, you're going to start making games too, because it becomes sort of an addiction to, to be <laughs> around people who are doing really creative things. And then you want to also, you also want to do, I give me the gold star too. Yeah. It did not take me very long to go from running games to being like, I could, I could do this too. <laughs> so. And yeah. you have the added benefit of having somebody like in your immediate internet circle who would be happy to let you pick their brain. <laughs> it should you become interested in that sort of thing i've done plenty of that oh absolutely jess has as well i'm sure yeah it's true yeah no, that's that's always so exciting to just think you know playing is one thing but designing and having the business around it is a whole nother thing so you know like i said i i could get there you know i don't have any big ideas out there right now but who's to say that i'm just twiddling my thumbs when he's like Oh, that's a really good idea for a game and just start going doing things and then that's, that's where the brain picking will start to happen hey, hey, hey bob that's how it begins yep. that's how it begins that's how it begins for every single one of us this game doesn't exist 
maybe I should make it. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd like to play this game, but it's not out there. I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even I want to run this adventure, my next gen con. I'm going to write it. I want an adventure that does this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, One of us, one of us, one of us. Shark (laughs) bait. I, I, I love hearing about people's uh, like first time Gen Con stories uh, to Bob. So I'm, I'm excited that you came on to, to kind of debrief with us. And I'm interested if there's anything that's left on your mind that we haven't said, or you haven't said yet. Gosh, I, I don't think so. You know, it, I'm, even though it's been over a week, I still think I'm right a little bit of that Gen Con high, uh, almost, you know, just because obviously during the pandemic, we really didn't get to do much in person. A lot of us had to move virtual if we were doing anything. So our D&D games went virtual, our gaming had to go virtual whether it was trying to find a virtual way to play board games or finding video games to play so being there in person and being able to see reactions and feel emotions at a table was really inspiring for me especially even before the pandemic i really never had that level of sincerity or that level of imagination and gameplay so it was really a good emotional high for me, and I'm still riding that out. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> Bob, there's a thing called con drop. Yeah, um, and, and it's coming oh, <laughs> when, it, you, when you when you get really sad and you're like, oh, that's that's officially over. <laughs> it is, and that's just where you have to go and plan to go more cons. Katacon <laughs> in November. Got to look forward to that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was my my next question: is what are you gonna do differently next year? Gosh, for Gen Con differently, I definitely kind of how you all are having your first, um, you know, experiences with having a business trip, and you're like, oh, and I can do this a little bit differently, or I can do this next year. It's the same for me as a attendee and a game master. Definitely don't want to be booked from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night like I was for three out of the four days. But probably just better time management and just being able to wind down a little bit. Because I think by the time we got to Saturday, I was getting a little bit loopy. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah, you two were uh, running. You two were running late on, on yes. a number of days because we'd all come trickling into the Airbnb at different times. And. You and uh, Emma were the last ones a couple of times where like yeah. everybody else was going to bed. You two were still out. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I, that's how it goes when I, you I trust them. <laughs> yeah. No, we were we were perfectly safe, perfectly fine. You know, we we were just booked until about 10 yeah. o'clock every single night, had a dinner with a couple people that we had met uh, through uh, a different group on Wednesday to kind of get or on Thursday to kind of kickstart it. So, you know, we were busy for the most of it. So I think taking breaks and really just being able to sit down, like Jess said, eat, really wind down and then get back into it is probably what we're going to do. But as far as the gameplay, I don't, I think we like playing new games. So I think that'll be something that we continue to do next year is when you have an opportunity to play a new game, a game that you haven't played. um, It's always so exciting. And you're like, wow, I haven't got to play this or I've been thinking about getting this. And I just, haven't picked it up yet, or I don't know the rules well enough, so I want somebody else to run it. I think I'll just continue to do that next year, but really just the time management, I think, next year. But I plan to GM. I plan to continue to run games and 
have those those connections with strangers because that was a that was probably the most fun that I've had in gaming in a very long time was the games that I ran at Gen Con. Yeah, I I love that. And I'm curious about one other thing. What was the best food you had in Indy? This is a, a concern very dear to my heart. Of course, of <laughs> course. You know, we unfortunately only got to go out to the food trucks twice. Uh, we had trail mix and protein bars and shakes and other things in our bag for the most part. So that'll definitely be something that we want to do more of is going out to eat. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. The All the food trucks were really there were so many of them and we tried to get ones that had smaller lines because we didn't have a whole lot of time in between us eating and our next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was, I guess the interest I'll do two. I'll do the most interesting one. And then uh, the best one. So we actually found a food truck that is uh Dayton local uh, oh. at, at the con that was fork and pierogi. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, it's a great name. I love the name. They spray paint the outside of their trucks. So they have two of them. They have the wicked lobster and fork and pierogi they always spray paint uh, and decorate the outside so it was really cool to see them their line was huge which was awesome to see yeah i kind of uh, wanted some pierogies when i saw it i was like oh, so i want good. and then it, the line i was like no, no it's so good if you can do it next year definitely do it it's absolutely worth it but then <laughs> it wasn't outside of gen con it was a place uh that we had to drive through outside of speedway where we were staying uh at the airbnb a california burger that was probably the best uh fast food like drive-in burger that i think i've ever had Mm -hmm. so that was my food highlight even though we've only had three (laughs) food experiences (laughs) at gen con which will definitely change next year i feel like i had an acai bowl for the first time ever (laughs) i was at the little food court in the convention hall and the lines were pretty long and it's food court food is pizza, prepackaged sandwiches, nothing I was really wanting. And my body was craving a vitamin. And I turn around and I see no line in sight, an acai bowl place. And I think an acai, that's a berry, has to have some vitamins in it. Yeah. Turns out that an acai bowl is like a, it's like a sherbet with stuff on it. <laughs> it was great. It's like a little smoothie bowl. Wonderful. Hmm. Really, really like lifted my spirits up. Uh, I was I was super stoked about that. Uh, and then the other place that I really liked, I'm not going to say the name of because I want it to be my secret because there was no wait and we were able to get a table for nine. And Craig was there and, <laughs> and the food wasn't expensive and it was pretty good. I'm not going to say what it was. No one else can go. <laughs> it's well, your I little secret. I, I can't share my favorite um, <laughs> because I went there twice. Um <laughs> And uh, both both of the meals were very good. One of them was in particular. You can, you but, can say it. Oh, the 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 the. the uh, well, I'm just going to name the meal. The the, <laughs> the chicken penne was really good. Um, that I had the first night. But anyway, oh, uh, there was uh, uh the for the record, uh, you can tell Emma that you know, assuming we work it out the same way again next year, with whose response, you know, what responsibilities are whose the uh, breakfast burritos, the t- mm. breakfast tacos, breakfast, you know, just mix everything up that you wanted to put in there. That's the way to go. We could do that every single morning. And I think everybody would probably be satisfied because you can you can vary what you're putting in um, yep. and what you're mixing together. And, and you, you know, you don't have to worry about who's lactose intolerant and who can't have this or that because you can just put the, the ingredients out there and they can just take just, just as long as there's enough of enough variety. Everybody's got something. 
Cause we ended, we ended up doing that two times. Anyway, we did it one night or one morning. And then the next morning she <laughs> was like, I'm not making the casserole thing. We're just going to do tacos again. And everybody was like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that worked really well. Our it hotel well. had a, like a breakfast buffet kind of thing, uh, kind of scant for what it was. Um, of course, like there's still, there's still a pandemic on a lot of stuff is grab and go instead of serve yourself. But yeah. they had these mini waffles and you didn't have to make them, which I was very thankful for. I hate having to wait for someone to make their own stupid waffle. Don't like it. But they had pearled, pearled sugar in the waffles. It was so good. It, that was what I had for breakfast every morning. Very terrible for me, but I liked it. That and a cup of orange juice. Yeah, that, that's a Gen Con. That's your Wheaties right there. Yeah, there you go. That's your breakfast <laughs> of champions. Yeah. Also, grabbing a muffin and eating a muffin later in the in what Alex kept calling the rat hole behind the HDN booth. <laughs> the rat hole. Because uh, we were up against the wall. And there yeah. There's like a little curtain there. See, they called that the rat hole. There was a chair back there. And I, I stuffed a whole muffin in my face back there a couple times. That's good. Behind the shame curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really into like when I go on vacations, I, I love talking about food and eating good food and stuff like that. Uh, I live in a, in a city now with some excellent, excellent food choices. So like knowing where I can get some good food in India is very important for me. Uh, I will say best innovation 2022 should win in any are the self-serve kiosks at Steak and Shake. Good job, Steak and Shake. I don't have to wait for a table. <laughs> I can go sit down. I can order my stuff. I don't have to wait for a server. They'll call out my number. Genius. Spectacular. Please keep. <laughs> it made it so fast. It made it yeah. incredibly fast. I, I remember going to Steak and Shake quite a few times years ago, and it was always like, okay, well, now you're going to spend an hour and a half. We were in an hour, half hour. Yeah. It's awesome. And I was busy. But yeah, I, I derailed that entirely with food. You can maybe tell what I'm thinking of right now. Um, <laughs> it's dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> well, not quite. I haven't had lunch yet, which yeah. I am going to go do. Uh, but Bob, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about your first ever Gen Con experience. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you all for having me on. It's always great to talk about the experiences and it's good to do it while I still have that Gen Con high. So you know, hopefully my crash isn't super bad, but we're about to find out whenever that happens. One of us. One, one of us. One of us. Gabba, gabba. Uh, Bob, where where can we find you on, if you want to be found on social media, where could someone find you? Sure. I can be found on Twitter at Bob underscore the underscore tree because some jerk took one without the underscores. Mm. Um, that's <laughs> primarily where I do a lot of my posting. Do you have any anything that you want to promote? Uh, I mean, I do a little bit of D&D writing, not anything huge or um, extravagant. So, you know, we did a recent collaboration with a very small publisher where we took some inspiration from superhero comic books and made it D&D. Uh, so demon dude, uh, I guess you can <laughs> kind of guess what that's inspired by. Uh, it was recently released. So that's my recent project. That's my pinned tweet. If you want to take a look at that, but nothing right off the, the rip other than, other than that. I think that's really cool. And I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> I do a yeah. lot of retweeting <laughs> of things that I find really interesting. So you'll see all sorts of, you know, tabletop RPGs, board games, 
not a whole lot of sports things. So you'll mostly get a lot of tabletop RPG stuff out of me. So I, I like to retweet. I like to uh, hype people up for sure. It's always good to have someone to hype. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at at Joska. Uh, we also have a backer kit open for the means of magic. It's my first time ever using backer kit. And you do you can do pre-orders of the means of magic if you missed the crowdfunding campaign. So you can go to tmom.backerkit.com to check that out. Or you can see my pinned tweet on at Joska on Twitter. And uh, I'm at Nerdburger Craig on Twitter. Uh, my website is nerdburgergames.com. Everything is up at drivethroughrpg.com. And uh, the Patreon for uh, Caper, Capers Cyber is going to be seeing the first finished artwork, um, which uh, Beth Varney is working on, perhaps as we speak. Uh, but that'll be coming up, and that's patreon.com slash nerdburgercraig. So that Patreon is a way for people to just kind of help get some of this early artwork and concepting and figure out what this world is going to look like. And then there'll be a, a crowdfund at some point. And there's other things to talk about too, but I'm going to save those because I like to be a tease. <laughs> Tune in next time. Uh, thank you also to our opening and closing theme song, which is Avil by Steph Sachs, licensed under Creative Commons. Thank you, Steph Sachs. And thank all of you for listening. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bob. Bye, Bye. Bob. Thank you. Ah.